you cross the street to go to Mass, and someone walks out of the church across the street, a car comes careening down the street, driven by a drunk driver, and the other person that just came out of the church sees that it's going to hit you, and so he runs out into the middle of the street and pushes you out of the way so that instead of hitting and killing you, the car hits and kills him. Would you go to his funeral? He just saved your life. Nothing would be more insulting to the family. Nothing would be more rude than if you never showed up at his funeral to pay your respects. This man, a stranger, whoever it was, just saved your life so that you could live a little longer, whether that's a day, a week, a year, a decade, or more. Would you go to the funeral of the person who saved your life? Surprisingly, most people would continue on their, li- continue on their way, going about their lives without any recognition or thanks for what the other person just did. And I think it's beautiful, today you made a decision to come to Mass. Perhaps you're here for a variety of reasons, but you're here this morning because someone saved your life. And I see quite a few empty pews, unfortunately, this morning. Where are these people? Well, some people decided to sleep in or go to their lake cabin, or decided that fishing or golfing is more important than paying their respects to the man who saved their lives. But you're here at Mass this morning, and that says something about what you believe in. At Mass, we not only remember what Christ did, but we experience anew that ultimate sacrifice he made. At every Mass, it's not only a retelling, but it's a reliving, a representation of what happened on Calvary, on Good Friday. It's at the Mass that we're united with Christ. Without the Mass, without the Eucharist, there is no church. And without the church, there is no Eucharist. What we receive here at Mass is precious and valuable. And the Eucharist, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, it's only for some particular people. And so maybe you've asked the question, why is the tabernacle locked? And why do we hide away the key? Well, it's probably for the same reasons that you have locks on the exterior doors of your homes or your garages. Uh, You wouldn't want any old stranger off the street tromping through your house, would you? The Eucharist is only meant for particular people. It's not meant for everyone. And so this is why we keep it under lock and key. The Eucharist, it's a treasure. It's the most valuable and precious asset of the church. And because we value the Eucharist, because we see it as so precious, this is why we keep it locked up uh, and we hide the key. Because we must guard and protect what's most valuable, what's most precious to us. And that's the Eucharist. Oftentimes, to show what we believe or how much we value the Eucharist, that's shown by how we receive Holy Communion. 
How we receive communion tells the world, tells everyone else what we value about the Eucharist. So there's a right way and a wrong way to receive Holy Communion. Did you know that? There's a right way and a wrong way. Being a priest for three years, I've seen everything all over the spectrum. And some Masses, I walked away scratching my head thinking, who taught them how to receive Holy Communion? But it's a beautiful reminder as we kick off the Eucharistic revival on the parish level. It's a beautiful time to be reminded how to receive Holy Communion. Um, Because sometimes, uh, like fundamentals, like if you play baseball for a long time, it's easy to get a little sloppy. Um, So returning to those fundamentals. And perhaps no one's taught us how to receive communion since second grade. I know since I've received my first communion, no one's reminded me how to receive. It's just been a habit. And sometimes that habit can become a little sloppy. And so there's so many wrong ways to receive Holy Communion. A common way I've seen is what I call the snatch and grab method, where someone comes up and I say, the body of Christ, and they just snatch it out of your hand. uh, um, Maybe sometimes they do that because they they have a child in one arm, or maybe they have a walker or a cane, or their balance isn't good, but they just snatch it out. And that really undermines what the Eucharist is. The Eucharist is a gift. It's meant to be received, not to be taken. Uh, Let the host come to you. Don't try to steal it from the minister. Uh, Sometimes if we only have one one hand free, it's better to receive on the tongue because it's a less risk of dropping the host. If we really treasure and value the Eucharist, we don't want to run that risk of dropping it. Another method that I've seen wrong is the hand-to-face, where they reach out their hand and uh, they feed themselves with with only one hand. We wouldn't eat like that at the dinner table, so why do we do it at Mass? But I think the most common way people receive Holy Communion is in the hand one hand under the other, at the level of the heart. Why at the level of the heart? Because when we make the sign of the cross, we say in the name of the Father and of the Son. When we say the Son, we touch the heart. We're receiving the body of Christ, who is the Son. And so we hold our hands like a throne. We're receiving the body of Christ into our hearts. And so we hold our hands one hand under the other. And some people desire to receive on the tongue, but a common problem I have with those who receive on the tongue is they never stick their tongue out far enough. And so it's like sticking a coin in a coin slot. And you open up a little bit, say, ah, uh, you can quote me. Father says, stick your tongue out. Uh, How often can you stick out your tongue at a priest? I'm, I'm... Asking you, if you receive communion today, stick out your tongue at the priest today. Uh, And if you're young and flexible, maybe it's commendable that you go down on your knees and receive communion. But to receive on the knees, sometimes that, uh, that maybe causes balance issues. But I think about it, we wouldn't kneel to our governor. We wouldn't kneel down to our president. We wouldn't kneel down to our boss at work. 
But to God we do kneel. We do kneel because he saved our life and he spoke us into being. And so, so sometimes uh, uh, kneeling is a beautiful witness to who and what we're receiving at communion. And there's been instances in my priesthood where I've had to track someone down and tell them to either eat the host or give it back to me. Now, why is that such a big deal? If the Eucharist is only a symbol, if it's just a host, then who cares if you walk away with it? But if it's really and truly the flesh and blood of God, like we believe it is, then that's another question. That gives a whole new meaning to who we're receiving. So this is the importance of receiving communion. How we receive communion speaks volumes to what we believe about the Eucharist. As we kick off the parish year of the Eucharistic revival today, I just pose a question to you to ponder and to maybe discuss or to pray with as you go home this week. If a visitor came to our parish, could they tell that we take the dogma of the real presence of the Eucharist seriously? Would that visitor walk away from St. Michael's today and say, there's no doubt in my mind about what unites this parish. This parish is united around the gift of the Eucharist. We do a lot of things well here at St. Michael's. One of the things I'm very edified by this parish is that after every Mass, everyone kneels down for a moment of silence to offer a prayer of gratitude for the gift of the Mass and the gift of the Eucharist. I wish more parishes could see the example that we do after every Mass here at this parish. Some people in other parishes nearby, they just, they leave once the closing hymn begins, or they leave before I can get to the back and wish them a good week. You know, I take great delight and I take great joy in greeting you after Mass. Stay a little bit after Mass and give thanks for the gift of the Eucharist, the gift of the Mass that we have here in our, in our parish, in our church. The Eucharist is a gift, and so the correct response on our part is one of thanksgiving. At every Mass, a miracle of love happens. God humbles himself, and he comes down, taking the appearance of bread and wine. At every Mass, the miracle that happens is that the bread and the wine, they become real human flesh and real human blood. This is what we believe as Catholics. And so as a priest, this is my favorite thing to do, is to celebrate Mass. It's through the hands of the priest that the bread and the wine become the body and blood of Christ. Every day I celebrate Mass as a priest. This miracle happens over and over again. And it never gets old. It's like a beautiful sunset or a beautiful sunrise. Uh, just takes your breath away. It never gets old. It's always new. And so now in a few moments, with my consecrated hands, by the grace of God, I will do this miracle all over again before your very eyes as the bread and the wine become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ.